If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Here we are. It's a great day today. It's Thursday. And uh, I was just thinking back. I was trying to think back of, of the Super Bowls, right? Of the Super Bowls that I can remember. And, you know, the, the great things that I've seen. Right, I'm trying to go through it. I'm, I, I, I'm always, I'm wikiing everything. I Wikipedia everything. So, you know, you look at the teams, the streaks. I'm trying to remember uh, list of Super Bowl champions. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. So, I'm kind of old. I'm gonna be honest, I'm kind of old. The first Super Bowl. I kind of sort of maybe a little remember. Just a smidge was back in 1975 when Pittsburgh played Minnesota. I don't know where they were playing. I had no idea, but I knew a purple team was playing. And I knew a team in black and gold was playing. Didn't really know much about that team game, but the next year I did. Pittsburgh against Dallas, I knew that game pretty well, right? If I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken, I think that was the Lynn Swan game. If that wasn't the Lynn Swan game, that certainly was in 1979, but I don't think that was. I think the Lynn Swan game was in 1976. And I remember, if I'm right, I mean, because I'm getting old, I can't remember things anyway anymore, thinking that was the most beautiful catch I've ever seen. 
Lynn Swan catching that ball over the Dallas defender is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And man, I love me some Terry Bradshaw. I did. I love me the Steel Curtain. I really love the Steelers. The Steelers were my first team. I'm being honest with you. The Steelers were my first team that I loved with, that I fell in love with. Me, Joe Green, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert. You know, but they were winners. But I wasn't from Pittsburgh, but I loved them. I didn't know any better. I love them. Franco Harris, Rocky Blyer. I can name you all those guys. Isn't that crazy? Mel Blunt. I can name you the Steelers back in the 70s better than I can name you the Giants probably of last year. I can't name you the Giants defense, but I can name you the Steelers from the 70s. So maybe I should be a Steeler fan. I don't know. Even though I thought I switched to Panthers. So I remember that Super Bowl. And I remember thinking, that's a great game. Right? It really was. A, oh, 21-17. So that was a Lin Swan game. 21-17. Yeah, that was a Lin Swan game. Then the next year was Madden, John Madden. That's what I remember. Madden wins the Super Bowl, and the Raiders kill the Vikings. I remember that one. Then in 1978, I, I remember the Orange Crush defense. Right from the Denver Broncos, the Orange Crush defense. Remember them? They got crushed. But I'll tell you, Craig Borton, their quarterback, lived in my building growing up. He did it, lived in my apartment building. I don't know that what that makes me, but uh, he did live there. Then I remember the next year the Steelers played the Cowboys, and that was the Jackie Smith drop. I was thinking, dude, how could you drop that pass? Oh, my God, that was right in your breadbasket. You stink. That was a hard game. That was a really great game, by the way. Dallas should have won that game. Go watch that game back. Dallas should have won that game. Then the next year, 1980, I remember the Steelers playing the Rams. And I'm just thinking, how good, how good is Swan, are Swan and Stallworth? They just couldn't be stopped. They were so beautiful to watch. And John Stallworth gets so little credit for being the absolute superstar that he was. Problem was, he was overshadowed by Lynn Swan. Who was even better? But you put Stallworth on another team? Oh my God, how good is that guy? How good is he? Star. The Raiders, Eagles, I only remember Jim Plunkett, but that was Ron Jaworski's one Super Bowl. That was in the Superdome. Remember that. The 49ers, Bengals, I remember because I was a little shocked that the Bengals were getting, got there, but I did like the 49ers a lot. I love Joe Montana. He was great. The Redskins beat the Dolphins the next year in 83. Then you've got the Raiders, Redskins, and the Raiders just crushed them. Crushed them. I was like, wow, that's a boring Super Bowl. That was the first Super Bowl that I remember being boring. Then San Francisco drubs Miami, and then in 1986, from the 85 team, I remember the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots. They have Jim McMahon, Buddy Ryan. They've got a team song. I can't even remember the name of the song anymore, but that was a great song. Right? Uh, the Super Bowl Shuffle. The Super Bowl Shuffle, right? That was great. I mean, that was some great. That was the Bears. Bears 85, the Super Bowl Shuffle, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was amazing. Then I remember the next year, the Giants win 
in the most improbable fashion, the Giants win. Whoever thought they would have won that game? Beat Elway. Washington beats Denver when I'm in college, and I'm annoyed because I go to school in Virginia, and the Redskins win, and all my friends are happy, and I'm not. San Francisco beats Cincinnati, and then San Francisco beats Denver. Don't remember much about those Super Bowls except how good San Francisco was. And then in 1991, from the 1990, the Giants and the Bills. Ugh. Is that is that one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time? Nope. One of the worst. Is, is that one of the most shocking results of all time? Shocking. Bills should have won that game. Bills were a better team. Bills were better coached, better defense, better offense, better everything. Kicker just missed it. Just missed it. Scott Norwood just missed it. What did he do wrong? What, I missed it. Was a good kicker. Scott Norwood was a good kicker. Wasn't good enough. All right, I'm going through the remembrances of Super Bowls and what they meant to me. I don't know. It's like a blast from the past when I see this. We'll keep on going through them as we head towards this year's Super Bowl when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Dr. Rota with you. I'm going through the Super Bowls of your. I finished up with the Giants-Bills in the next four years, man. If you're a Bills fan, I'm so sorry. They just, they get to the Super Bowl four times, and they crush your hopes and dreams four years in a row. I was harsh. Then, San Francisco, San Diego. I remember, you know what I remember most about that Super Bowl? I had a Super Bowl box. And all I know is that San Francisco just started, started putting points on the board, and it never stopped. 49 to 26. Yikes. That was ugly. Then Dallas played Pittsburgh. Don't remember anything about that game. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Green Bay, New England. Brett Favre gets his. Denver beats Green Bay, and then Denver beats Atlanta. Two in a row for Denver there. And then St. Louis Rams. And Dickie Vermeil play the Tennessee Titans. Do you remember the end of that game? The Titans almost scored. Titans got stopped in like the one-yard line. And that was Eddie George's Super Bowl. But, I, I mean, wasn't everybody rooting for the Rams? Wasn't everybody hoping that the Rams were going to win because they were the greatest show on turf? Then the next year, the Ravens played the Giants in possibly one of the worst Super Bowls ever. Because the Giants were never that good that year. They just got on a run with Jim Fossil. And when Jim Fossil got to the Super Bowl, he got a big contract. Then the Patriots start their domination, beating the Rams the next year. The Bucks and Chucky win their Super Bowl over the Raiders. And then the Patriots beat Cam Newton. The Patriots beat Donovan McNabb. Then Ben Roethlisberger gets his Super Bowl over the Seahawks. And actually a very good game, by the way. That was a really good game. The next year, Peyton Manning gets his Super Bowl. So Peyton got his in 2007. Then the Giants beat the Patriots. Who would have thought that one? The Patriots of that year, 2007, were just the best team ever. I mean, literally the best team ever. Giants won. Giants always have a knack. When they get in that Super Bowl, they figure it out. Always do. Then the Steelers beat the Cardinals in in a pretty close game, by the way. Big Ben gets two. By the way, he solidifies the Hall of Fame back right there. That day, he becomes a Hall of Famer. Fact. Drew Brees gets his the next year. Aaron Rodgers gets his, beats the Steelers in a pretty close game. Then the Giants beat the Patriots again. Like, if you're the Patriots, you want to play anybody in the Super Bowl except the New York Giants. You want no part of them. 
Then Joe Flacco wins. He gets his Super Bowl, and he beats Colin Kaepernick in where the game where the lights went out. Remember that one? Seattle beats Denver in Giant Stadium where it was cold as beep. That's how cold it was in that game. Man, I'm sitting there saying, why are they playing this game there? The game should be in some warm weather place. It wasn't. Then Denver beats Carolina. Peyton Manning gets his. Cam Newton has no chance. And then New England gets another one and beats Atlanta in overtime when Atlanta should have won that Super Bowl for sure. For sure. Which is why Kyle Shanahan is not going to let this game get out of whack. He's not. Not going to let this game get out of whack. Because he knows. He knows you put the pedal to the metal and you don't stop. Because if you stop, the the other team comes back. Then you have the Eagles beating the Patriots in a wild game. Man, that was wild. Wild. Nikki Foles. Great coaching by Doug Peterson and staff and Frank Reich and all those guys. And then I would argue last year's Super Bowl was the worst game I've ever seen. I mean, that was the worst Super Bowl. The Rams had no business being there. First of all, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Secondly, they couldn't come up with any, any offense against the Patriots. They lose it 13-3. to And that was a really bad Super Bowl, but for both teams. I mean, you come from the last two years where you had great games, and then you get that one. So, look at that. Interesting. I'm I'm not going to go to the Super Bowl this year, but I definitely am going to go next year when it's in Tampa. Remind me I want to go next year when it's in Tampa. I'm going. That's very close to my house. Closer than Miami. I like that. But this year, the 49ers and the Chiefs. God, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. I promise you. I'll talk about this game ad nauseum tomorrow. But if you're asking me, do I think this is going to be a good game? I do. Styles make fights. And these teams have good styles for each other. They do. They have really good styles. 49ers want to run. But they pass when they need to. The Chiefs pass, run when they have to. 49ers have a real good defense. Can they keep Mahomes in check? The Chiefs have a good enough pass rush, especially with a healthy Chris Jones. Can they put pressure on Jimmy G? Or is Jimmy G going to show that he's unflappable? It's a big game for Jimmy G. Is Jimmy G... Ready to be in the upper echelon of great quarterbacks in the NFL. We are going to find out at Hard Rock Stadium. See, we don't question Patrick Mahomes. We know he is. We know he's a mega superstar. But we do question Jimmy G. Like, I know you're good looking, dude, but he's a good quarterback. Right? But his teammates trust him. Teammates like him. And what I think it's interesting is Jimmy G, Jimmy G now trusts himself after the injury. He was very skittish. Very 
skittish when he first came back. Now he's way more comfortable. But this is his moment. Kyle Shanahan will draw up the plays. He just has to execute. I'm going to say this, though. I'll give this prediction today, and maybe I'll solidify it tomorrow. I think somebody that you don't know on one of these teams is going to make a play to win. Maybe it's Richie James. Maybe it's Nicole Hardman. It's going to be a guy like that. It's going to be a guy like that who's going to make a play in this game. Because these coaches are very clever. And they got a lot of tricks up their sleeve. And I don't think they can go with the same boring play, hands it to this guy, let him score. I think they're going to have to be a little bit more inventive than that. And my gut tells me that some lesser-known guy is going to be the hero. And that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I'm really looking forward to the Super Bowl because of how inventive Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan are. Sean McVay, who I thought was an inventive offensive mind, was so predictable last week he got killed. That was just dumb. I mean, last year he just was so predictable. Everybody in the stands knew what he was doing. It was an awful game to watch. It really was an awful game to watch. Think back. Or did you try to erase it from your memory banks like most of us did? I know I tried to. It was terrible. Right? But this game, I don't think you're going to get that. I think you're going to get a really exciting game. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk prop betting with my man, Frankie, Fantasy Frankie, right? Frankie today I was going to come in. We're going to talk about the prop bets that you can win on and what the Sharps are talking about, right? I want you to win. Frankie knows what the Sharp action is. And I'm going to give it to you right here on Full-Time Fantasy. So get the pens out, start clicking, get your piece of paper, and we're going to know the right sharp bets, okay? We're talking to him right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Hey, do you want to be the next daily fantasy legend? You know I do. Go for the green with DailyRoto.com this fantasy golf season. For a limited time, get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course, the DailyRoto.com fantasy golf optimizer. Don't lay up. Go for the green with Daily Roto. Head to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free Seven-day golf membership. That's dailyroto.com. Promo code green for your free trial. Dailyroto.com, where millionaires are made. I got to tell you a story. You guys want to hear a story while we're waiting for Frankie? So here's the story. My son is in eighth grade. And last year in the seventh grade, he made it to the district spelling bee. And he came in eighth place. So this year in the spelling bee... He has to win his class spelling bee first. Then he's got to place first or second in the school. And then he goes to the districts again. So the teacher has the contest, the class contest yesterday. So my son gets up. Now this is what he tells me. And here's the word the teacher says. Calamitous. There's no such word calamitous. It's calamitous. What kind of English teacher are you? What am I doing? Why are my tax dollars going to the dumbest person on the planet Earth? I looked at him. I started laughing. I was like, seriously? Calamitous? What's calamitous? But he won, so I'm very happy. 
And now we're going to the school spelling bee, trying to go to the districts again. But we'll have to see. All right. Right now we have my man, my friend, Fantasy Frankie. What's up? How you doing today there, Doc? What's going on? I'm doing all right. I'm getting ready to watch the Super Bowl. I was going through my Super Bowl memories here uh, a little bit earlier, like starting back from uh, 1970-something when I was watching them. But uh, let's get to the prop bets this year because people love the prop bets, and you know what the Sharps are doing. So when we talk about more passing touchdowns, are the Sharps in on Mahomes or Jimmy G? Right now the Sharps are all over uh, Patrick Mahomes. They're laying the uh, a half a half point spread, more or less, that Mahomes will throw more touchdowns than Garoppolo, which really makes sense. If we do a deeper dive into the numbers, you'll actually see that uh, Garoppolo this season only threw more than one touchdown in a game. So in seven of his 18 games, compare that with Mahomes, who threw multiple touchdown passes 64% of the time, in 2019, it's easy to see where the Sharps find the value. All right, here's another one. San Francisco's got a terrific running game. But Raheem Mostert, do we think that he scores a touchdown? And do you think that he has a significant number of rushing yards? Where are the Sharps on Mostert? Okay, well, on early on last Thursday when the when the, the line first came out at the Westgate here in Vegas, they, they're more or less the trendsetters. They set the line for nearly the entire country, uh, as well as offshore, as we know globally. they The Sharps were initially were go- attacking his under at 80 and a half yards. We now see that number lying around here in Vegas, around 72, 73 and a half in that range, depending on which books you look at. However, the Sharps found one angle that they're really, really in love with, and that's over his longest rush. His longest rushing attempt right now, they are completely backing at, 17 and a half yards, and they also found value with a head fake. Now, a head fake, Doc, more or less is when the numbers first came out on most start to score a touchdown, it was the yes was minus 200, the no was plus 170. With lower limits set, they bet the no and hammered it to a point where they, uh, the sports books were forced to adjust the number to minus 150 on the yes and plus 130 on the no. When that happened, and now that the limits have been raised, as we get closer to the sports books, the, the, excuse me, as we get closer to the Super Bowl, the sports books raise the limits that they're willing to take. They've now started to pound the yes at minus 150. As we sit right now, Doc, as you and I are talking, I'm looking at the lines. Nearly every book in Vegas has now readjusted at minus 180 to 195 on score of touchdowns for Raheem Mostert. All right, so let's talk about that for people out there. So sometimes we talk about late money, late action. Do the Sharps just sit around and watch the lines? Should we get nervous when all of a sudden there's a lot of, lot of late money on something? How, how do we approach that? Uh, to be honest, Doc, it, it, it really isn't always about where the late money is coming sometimes. You have to look, especially when we're talking about props. There are a lot of players out there, a lot of professionals, who will look to play a certain number, i.e., uh, we pre- the previously uh, mentioned Raheem Mostart, his 80-and-a-half rushing yards. They went under when it initially came out last Thursday. However, now I would assume that as this number continues to drop, some shops have even dropped them as low as 71-and-a-half. 
they will look to then go over closer to kickoff late Sunday, looking to create a middle for themselves and more or less have an eight, nine, ten yard middle where they have the opportunity that if most start finishes with say let's seventy three, seventy four, seventy five yards rushing, they now have the opportunity to win both their wages. So you don't always go what what they're doing late because the late money, especially on props, could often be buyback at better numbers, creating a, a great middle opportunity. That makes a lot of sense. That really does. All right. I had said last segment that I believe somebody on one of these teams is going to, who we who are not really familiar with, right? Maybe not 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 Tyreek Hill or not Emmanuel Sanders. Some lesser known guy is going to make a play. Maybe it's Sammy Watkins. His prop bet, you know, maybe Sammy for MVP. Would you would you bet on him? What are the sharps thinking? Well, right now we saw it last year, Doc. As we know, uh, you and I spoke last year as well. They were on. They created what would later become known as everything Edelman. They looked at Julian Edelman. They attacked his receptions. They attacked his receiving yards, and they as well they attacked him in the MVP market at odds of forty-five to one. As we know. Edelman put up a monster performance and wound up garnering MVP honors as well as uh, having uh, 10 receptions and going way over his receiving total. The guy that they are targeting this year is Sammy Watkins in that same role. They're uh, playing his over in receiving yards at 47 and a half, and they've also played him in the MVP market at plus uh, 40 to 1, which is plus 4,000. You can even find them at some shops at as high as 45 to 1, but there are some of the shops where they, they have played them. He is as low as now 28 to 1. So, depending on where you shop, that the best advice, Doc, is look around, try to shop around, try to get the best price right now. But Watkins is a guy that they are totally targeting right now. What do you think about the, the, the what I would call the dumb props? Demi Lovato over two minutes at the uh, National Anthem. What color the Gatorade is that they drop on the coach. Do you tell people to play those prop bets, or is that just you know uh, pissing your money away? Most of the times it is. However, Doc, I'm going to give you an inside scoop. According to sources that I have out here in Vegas, the color to bet on this year's Gatorade is purple. Both teams will be have purple Gatorade on the sideline for the Gatorade bath to honor the late Kobe Bryant. Ah, that's very smart. That's very smart. So, so I'm just sharing that with you before it's put out anywhere, really. I mean, there's some places, there's some, there are some outlets where people are talking, but it's already starting to get a lot of action, Doc. This was as high as 10 to 1. It's now down to as low as 1.5 to 1. The money is starting to steam in as people are learning, and we've seen it happen before where certain opportunities. We had a player last year uh, in previous years go on Twitter and say that he felt that he was going to be involved in the game plan or he could be the person who, uh, you know, look for me on on my first route or I'm going to be heavily involved when he normally wasn't. And he was, you know, there was a chance for him to be targeted. And these, these things just creep out, and it offers tremendous value. And now there's the opportunity that this leaked out. The same thing like last year we saw uh, the, uh, the first song that was going to be sung. There's things come out in the days 
pre, you know, just in the last couple of days where sharp bettors can really make money. The only problem is you has you're completely limited because out here in Vegas, you can't bet these markets. Vegas doesn't allow it for these exact reasons. Somehow it gets out that both teams, instead of red Gatorade, even though they're both obviously their predominant color is red, and everyone would have been betting on red Gatorade, and red was the favorite. Well, now we learn purple is going to be the color due to the fact of the tragedy of losing Kobe Bryant. So what are good odds on that? I mean, or do you just play it no matter what? If you can get down on it right now, Doc, anything at positive odds is worth a bet. If, as long if, as you're not laying, I would not be surprised that as we get closer, either of, one, of, one of two things is going to happen at various sports books, especially DraftKings. I believe DraftKings is the only site that I know of here in America right now, not that, that that is not located offshore, that is offering a line on this. And I believe they're plus 120 uh, as of about a half hour what ago. If it's, what if it's at like minus 125? Would you do it? I would still do it, but I, I wouldn't honestly, Doc. I think that the, what you're going to see is as we get closer, this thing is going to become like a prohibitive favorite at like odds of like minus 500 or better. You're going to have to lay five to one against yourself, which I would never do. I would only take it to a certain amount, to be honest. I would take it at even money, and that's it. And I'll tell you exactly why I would not jump in at a negative price. I would not lay any money because in both NFC, both championship games, both the AFC and the NFC, neither coach received a Gatorade bath. Mm. So if they didn't get a Gatorade bath, this is one area where DraftKings now is getting a little bit sneaky. In their offering, one of the options, one of the options they're offering is none, meaning mm. no bath at nine to one. It's almost like adding an extra color on the roulette wheel. I they're like getting that. an advantage. So you got to be careful because if there's no Gatorade bath, used to be there would be a refund. Now you'll lose right. because you'd have to bet that none Fantasy Frankie, you're the best. You're the best, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Doc. Take care. Enjoy right, the game. Care. Great stuff. You're getting the purple Gatorade bath. Are you on that bet? You better be. We'll be back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Hope you got that bet there. Frankie Fantasy hooked us up with Purple Gatorade. Who knew? All right, my next guest... I've heard through the rumor mill that he did pay his phone bill, so we should have him for the entire segment. I'm not sure, but I'm hopeful. You know him better as Gray Albright from Rasball.com. What's up, my friend? Yeah, I was just going to say the uh, purple is probably a good call because the alternative is yellow, and I don't know if you're going to be dumping that on people. Yeah, you just don't want to dump a little pee on people. But, you know, look, let me ask you a personal – this is a very personal question. What is your favorite Gatorade flavor? Uh, you know, like Gatorade for me is – when because, like, when I'm sick, I drink Gatorade to try and get more electrolytes in it. So right. And I don't really drink it any other time. So it has a weird connotation for me. But if I had to say – I would probably go with red, whatever flavor that is. Yeah, so I find Gatorade is very personal. People like their flavor. I'm a, I prefer orange. I like enjoy orange Gatorade, but you know, some people like blue. My my son likes blue. What can I tell you? My daughter likes purple. It's very personal. I like you know I like actually blue raspberry when it comes to uh, like the ice cream truck Astro Pops. So mm-hmm. I I can I can understand where he's coming from with blue. It's a it's a solid. A random color that doesn't have any existence in, in the natural world. Now, is the Astro Pop the one that's blue on the bottom, then white, then red on top? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. 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 yeah that, yeah, the ice cream brings gray to the yard. You know what I'm saying? Do so you remember my, my favorite memories as a kid, as a real young kid, Gray, was when the good humor truck would come down the block. Do you, I don't know if you had one of those yeah. when the ice yeah, cream truck yeah, came yeah. to the block. Oh, my God. That was like, come on, baby. Come on, Mom. Give me some money, lady. Yeah. Let's get going. Yeah, I know. But when we, yeah, but when we grew up, it was like, 
you you would get these uh you know these like low rent ice cream trucks that weren't <laughs> they, they weren't really sanctioned by good humor right. and you'd run out and it'd be like a shady guy behind the wheel it's like wait a second is right. this ice cream or do you want to go take me to the movies what exactly exactly <laughs> right when was the last time you cleaned your ice cream <laughs> All right, so let me talk to you about a couple of players here. That um, one is a guy who is so injured that his middle name, I think, is injury. Alex Reyes from the Cardinals, a million dollar arm, can't stay healthy. Supposedly he's back now. Do you think he ends up in the rotation? Do you think he ends up in the bullpen? Would you ever draft him? What's your thoughts? Uh, actually, I think uh, Alex. Uh... <laughs> Alex Reyes was, uh, I mean, after he reached the all-time high of five posts in front of post-hype, he was, I think he retired. He was like, I can't, things can't get any better than being a post, 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 post-hype sleeper. I, uh, I, I'm not sure. Alex Reyes possibly is no longer playing because he reached the ultimate goal of being hyped for so many seasons in a row. I uh, I actually liked I liked him for like I don't know the last two years, but I'm burnt on Alex Reyes. I I have to, at this point I feel like you have to see something from him in a rotation because now that the Cardinals went out and got Kim, I'm like you know unless they say something uh, specifically in spring training, I'm assuming Kim's in the rotation. And probably good for about 150 innings. I don't necessarily think he's going to be amazing, but the Cardinals have made like they've made mountains out of molehills before with starting pitching. Like uh, Miles Miklos comes to mind, uh, and you know, like Dakota Hudson really doesn't have any great stuff, but he's managed to be ownable in deeper leagues. So I like Kim actually as the fifth starter in uh, the Cardinals rotation. I think Reyes. Just, I mean, he's just so he's he's so past the point of hype at this point. I can't I can't get anywhere near him. I don't know if you saw my last pick in the FSGA draft was Kim. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I uh, I haven't opened it. No, I yeah. No, I like Kim as a late flyer. I was saying actually to uh, Rudy, uh, my buddy at Rasball, co uh, co Rasball guy, co Rasball partner. Um, we obviously don't have a term for that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I saying to Rudy that, you know, late in draft, I'm interested in Kim and also Lindblom. Like, I think uh, that's Josh uh, Lindblom from uh, Milwaukee. He also came, from Milwaukee. Yeah, I, he's in Milwaukee now. He also came over from, uh, I believe, from Korea. So, yeah, after, you know, a couple good years in Korea, he came back. He, uh, I think he threw, like, almost 200 innings last year in Asia. So I think he's, I personally, I mean, really late. I'm talking, I'm, I'm like in the deep league. I'm looking in, in like the last three to three to five rounds. I'm looking at these guys. All right. Let me give me a, give you a name of a guy who I was very interesting a couple of years ago, sucked last year, but now he's got a new address and he may just be interesting. Jesus Aguiar was a real good hitter. At one point for the Brewers, then he realized he couldn't hit. But now he's the first baseman of the Marlins. Is this a guy that could hit thirty home runs again that we could get in like the last two rounds of a draft? 
I don't know. I, you know what? My my feeling with Aguilar is that he is probably going to either he's either going to play full time coming out of spring and then get traded for a, for whatever the Marlins can get for him, or he's going to split time with Cooper. I don't I don't really trust Aguilar to be honest. I I, I see the allure. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand the. Uh, you know, the infatuation, it's possible he can get back to his 35 homers. I just don't really see it. I feel like he's closer to the 15 to 17 homer guy that we saw two of the last three years versus the 35 homer guy we saw in 2018. All right, you mentioned Josh Lindblom as a, as a late sleeper. Let me give you another guy in the Milwaukee rotation who – I just find very confounding. Uh, Freddie Peralta, some days in DFS, I own him, and he is a godsend. And then some days I want to rip his face off because he just let up six runs in two innings. Is he really good or is he really bad, and would you put him on your team? Oh, I, I think I would I – would def- well, first of all, I would definitely put him on my team. That's without a doubt. I think his stuff alone – is the reason why you want to draft them. I feel like he's draftable actually in as shallow as a 12-team mixed league because you can just play him as a middle reliever if that's how the Brewers use him. But I think beyond that, you know, Lindblom, Lauer, Anderson, Hauser, Woodruff, I like and dislike some of those guys in the Brewers rotation, but none of them have proven that they can throw a ton of innings. You know, like there's a possibility there that Peralta could squeeze in like a 120 innings without even starting for two for a third of the season. Like he could potentially get into the rotation for like maybe four of six months, get 120 innings and have possibly like 145 to 155 Ks. I mean, he, his stuff is just insane. I like I like Peralta a lot. I feel like Peralta is a guy that you're going to get huge value for. Like he's a flyer at the end of a draft that you take and you hold on to, and you just potentially get a number three type starter uh, and expect nothing. I I, I love him. I, I actually I'm really excited about Peralta. Yeah, it's the most excited I've heard you in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, since the ice cream truck, really. Yeah, exactly. Astro Pops and Freddie Peralta, (laughs) and you're good to go. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we're talking to Gray Albright here from Razball.com. All right, let me ask you your opinion on drafting middle relievers who are safe. You know, Lima guys, like we know from Baseball HQ, the Chad Greens of the world, the Diego Castillos of the world, the Ryan Presleys of the world. Do you waste your time with guys like that, or do you just, you know, or do you fill them up at the end of your of the draft, thinking, let me get some safe guys? Yeah, no, I I totally do. I love middle relievers. I think you get you get a couple good middle relievers, and you're looking at potentially an extra uh, number two to three starter in your uh, on your fantasy team. Like for instance. Chad Green, he didn't have a great year last year for ERA, but he still had a near 13 
K per nine and a low walk rate. He's probably a, a high two, low three ERA guy with neutral luck. You throw him on your team for 70 to 75 innings, uh, and you get maybe one other guy like the Freddie Peralta, who I just mentioned, and he's good for another potential 100 Ks. Even if he's a middle reliever all year, he's good for 100 Ks in 75 innings. You have another, you have a whole other starter with great uh, ratio, potentially great ratios, great Ks. Maybe you'll get a few vulture wins. Say you get four wins from Chad Green and four wins from Freddie Peralta. It doesn't sound like much. So that's eight wins. That's as much as like, you know, a, a potential like Pablo Lopez on the Marlins or something. Like you may you may be able to get more wins from two middle relievers than a, a Marlins starter. Right. No, 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 I agree. I, I like the move. I think, you know, the problem is, is that when you play one of those guys, if they blow up one game, it takes a while for them to, to help you again, right? Because, uh, you know, they have to yeah. get multiple innings. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's the whole worry, you know, I think a lot of people's frustration with middle relievers is a lot of times you'll get like, say, uh, uh, a complete game shutout from Garrett Cole. And then, you know, Chad Green comes in and gives four earned runs in like two thirds of an inning. And it's like, well, now my Garrett Cole start looks like nine and two thirds with four earned rather than the complete game shutout. And that is frustrating. But if you hold on to the middle relievers over the course of a season, more times than not, you're probably going to be okay. And they're, and they're completely free. I mean, you can get middle relievers for free, usually off of waivers, even in season. That's absolutely true. All right, you got about a minute and a half to go. I'm going to give you a guy who I like Japanese pitchers, but UCA Kikuchi was such a monumental disappointment last year. Can we give him another shot, or will you just bury this dude? Uh, nah, I, you're burying him, I think, because he just gives up too many home runs. I, he's got a homer, uh, uh, home run allowed, pro, uh, homer allowed proneness. Wow. I'm making up words, but yeah, no, Kikuchi is just got a lot of issues that, you know, he doesn't have enough K's. He gives up home runs. He really had, and he's not on a great team for wins. He really doesn't have a ton upside I, i'm just i'm out on him i think you got to uh, i think you got to look elsewhere on that all right my man gray albright from rasball.com thanks so much for joining me appreciate it all right late okay there we go that's gray albright we'll, we'll talk to him next week an outstanding job i think he's very right about middle relievers i think they're underrated they throw 70 or 80 innings. They get 80 to 100 strikeouts. A guy like Chad Green will get five to seven wins, maybe two to three saves. Guy won't kill you. I know he's not sexy. I know it's not a name you woke up this morning wanting on your team, but it could have a big benefit. So please don't overlook them. And if you want to hear more about Gray or read more about Gray, check out rasball.com. And uh, I'm be sure you're happy that you did that. All right, take a little break. Be back right after this.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you see something here, Sean, about the NBA changing the All-Star Game format? No, I did not. What's going on? The NBA announced major changes to the All-Star format on Thursday, turning every quarter into a mini-game for charity. Okay. Before an on-time final quarter with a target score that will decide which team wins. Scores will be reset back to 0-0 at the start of the second and third quarters, then restored to begin the fourth quarter. That's where the tribute to Kobe Bryant and the jersey he wore comes to play. The team Fine that wins the All-Star me. game will be the first to reach a target score, right? Plus 24, the obvious not to Bryant. I know. Wow, this is uh, very interesting. It'll matter to Chicago area charities. 
The team that has the most points will win $100,000 for its charity. The same will apply to second and third quarters. And uh, there you have it. So people can make some money here. For now, this is a one-year change, although the NBA is hopeful that they do the, the score for charity thing as we move forward. You like it? I do. I really do. I think it's better than what they had now. What they have now or in the past. Come on. It was a joke before. What they have now is just a game where it's like 162 to yeah. 158. Who Nobody plays any crap? defense. I don't watch that crap. Yeah, it is an awful game. My son likes to watch it. I'm like, what are you no, watching, he's dunks? He's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. I mean, it's just hard. It's a horrible game. It's a horrible game. I used to like, what was the name of the league? There was a name of the league with that, like the Albany Patroons. It was the ABL where they used to do by points by quarter. And you got a point, like a half a point per quarter. So if you won the quarter, you got a point. That was really good. Because it made you try each quarter. 14 to 8, you win a point. 12-10, you win the point. Maybe NBA teams would try. As opposed to giving up in the second and third quarter and then waking up in the fourth. All right. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have a couple of drafts on the show. Little Super Bowl drafts. And of course, we will break down the Super Bowl. Who is going to win? How is it going to happen? Who is going to be the MVP? I'm just hoping for a great game. I really am. Hoping for a great game. I think we're going to get one. I'm excited. I think we're going to get one. But right now, it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. I want to thank Frankie Fantasy from Sports Illustrated for joining me. I want to thank my man, Gray Albright, for joining me. I want to thank Sean in the booth for all he does. And I want to thank you guys for listening. All right, guys, wishing you a great day. This is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.